Good morning, everyone. George Watkins here on a bright and beautiful Thursday morning, broadcasting from Mission Central. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Okay, well, I just want to tune up today and think about some things. Going to collect a handful of stuff and think some thoughts, talk about some thinking, and then think on the thinking. <laughs> How's that sit with you? Oh, hey, if you haven't subscribed, do so. Like me and all the thumbs up and all that good stuff helps us along the way on the internet. Thank you for doing that. And I really appreciate those who have joined me along the way over these years. We have been here four years now, coming in uh, next month. And well over a thousand videos that the Lord has most graciously helped us with. So we rejoice in being able to speak of the good things of God. Hallelujah. Well, some things to think about. And I want to go to Philippians 4 in the fourth chapter and the eighth verse. Now, I ask a question in the notes below. Is God into mind control? Are we robots? Are we puppets? Uh, are we, you know, uh, bond, we're bond servants. We know that, love bond servants. But are we, you know, chained down where we just do what he tells us and commands? No, of course not. We are children. And children are taught by their parents. They learn how to follow their parents. And in doing so, they become children of good character and they be they they follow the pattern of their family inheritance and heritage they become like their family heritage and families are built with layers of character and personality and habits that build them into a family of strength or a family of weakness. Well, <clears throat> those things that I want to think about today have to do with eight separate things, or I should say uh, eight things that give us an identification of what we're thinking about. The first one in Philippians 4 and 8 is think on things that are just. Well, that blows us out of the water right away. Because <laughs> if you have any kind of media or internet uh, news on, you're going to hear a ton of things that are unjust. And I tell you what, <clears throat> when that begins to download, suddenly our whole system begins to shift. And uh, we begin to have short circuits in our emotions, our blood pressure goes up by because we have just focused ourselves on unjust things. The person who robs and gets away with it. You know, the, the, the family that has the house burned down and nobody is there to help. Unjust things. Well, the list goes on and on into some dark and evil things, but how do we live in a world that that is going on 
and yet we don't think on it. I would suggest that there's some there's a difference between knowing about something and meditating or thinking and giving your mind <laughs> unto it. Now, the difference is we need to be educated or we need to have an understanding of the world around us. If you wander out in a in a city that is dangerous and don't know the dangers, you're probably going to get hurt. If you know the dangers, then you know how to walk through, around, and how to navigate dangerous spots. Someone like a ship's captain. There's rocks and shoals and sandbars <laughs> and all kinds of things out there that can sink the boat. Well, he knows about them, but he navigates, or she, whoever the captain is, navigates around the dangerous spots. So it is with things that are unjust compared to things that are just. A group of friends, if you have a group of friends that are unjust, or at least <laughs> a bunch of them are, Paul said that, and this is uh, amplified, that uh, bad uh, company corrupts good morals. So if you hang around people that have bad habits, you will be corrupted. We say, I have a strong character. I can, you know, withstand. Well, you can withstand if you're not being marinated by it. You can walk through a shower, you know, a rainstorm. You can walk through a rainstorm and um, get a little damp, got a hat on or a good coat, you know, boots or galoshes as we used to wear. You'll get home. You won't be too wet. But if you stand in that shower long enough, you'll really be covered with water. And at some point, <laughs> it won't be good. Okay. Just things. Thinking upon the justice of God. One of the uh, main, I, I would say, the main reason, the main one of the main things we get out of meditating upon the word of God is that it removes and eradicates and neutralizes all the negative things that come into our thinking. And as we think on the things that are just, we must be thinking on the things of God because he is the only just and perfect one, isn't he? The second one to think about is honest, things that are honest. There's been a few people drift through my life that were not honest to the core. It seemed like everything they talked about, all the stories they told, all the plans they were, you know, proposing were not honest plans. And after a while, you begin to realize that somehow they picked up not just a habit, but a spirit of lying. They were not honest people, couldn't trust them. Well, what happens? <clears throat> Separation comes because, number one, we're not to hang around someone that is perpetually dishonest because it rubs off and it pollutes and so forth. What do you do? You 
hang around people. You join yourself together with people that will lift you up. And honesty and honest people will lift you up into honesty. Now, say you have a background of dishonesty. You've come to Christ, come to the church, you've come to the fellowship of saints. You will be nurtured, mentored, uh, <laughs> jabbed by other men and women around you. You know, hey, that needs to be changed. You'll be corrected in love until that thing is broken in your life and that habit or bondage is, it, you're delivered from it. <clears throat> that's, that's one of the major wonderful things that happen in the church community and the uh, small group community and the Christian life. You will be changed and have honesty. We're uh, dealing as a nation with dishonest reporting, dishonest news, dishonest uh, politicians. Now, I'm not saying everybody is in those in those professions are dishonest, but there's a disproportion of dishonest reporting. And so what's happened? We we've become suspicious of everything. Say, for instance, everybody that you ever met that had a black T-shirt on, when they came by you, they hit you with a stick. I'm just making this up, folks, so go along with me here. <laughs> the first five hit you with a stick. By then, if you see another person in a black T-shirt, you're going to shy away. Why? Because you've set up an attitude toward that setting, that guy in the black T-shirt. So when someone is dishonest, it takes a while to come back to, to um, trusting. What did uh, President Reagan say? Uh, trust but verify. <laughs> so I trust you, but I'm not letting you have my car keys again. I trust you, but I'm not letting you around my money. Why? Because I'm still having to verify that you have been changed. Okay. <clears throat> now, I, I'm just thinking about things tonight, not trying to come to the last conclusion on things. Uh, the third one is those things that are true things that are true. Well, it's true that he's a bum, so I'm going to tell everybody about it. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute now. <clears throat> There's some other things here that we, uh, we're going to hit in a minute that really stops you or should hold you back from doing that. It's called gossip. Don't, do be, don't be doing that. Don't be given a bad report just because it's true that so-and-so is, uh, is this, that, or the other thing. That's not your place to spread the news. So we are to think upon things that are true. The more I read this list of eight, the more I know that the closest thing to safety <laughs> in this journey we're on is staying in the spirit, the presence, you know, in, in the courts of God and in the, in the word of God and the spirit of God around people that love the spirit of God, because outside of that, you're going to run into everything that's 
negative. All right. <clears throat> now, we're not uh, proposing that we hide in a cave or get a mountain cabin somewhere. No, no. Jesus said we're in the world, but to keep us from the world. How do you do that? Well, you do it by having your mind on this so that your mind is not corrupted by what you are listening to and seeing. Wow. You can already turn the tube on or the internet on without running into the world's ideas and all the entertainment that comes along is certainly filled with all of these things that we're not to think about. What does that tell us? If indeed we are going to maintain and strengthen ourselves and go forward, there has to be some adjustment in what we're thinking about. To make it a law is wrong in the sense of, of religion. In other words, if you're going to be in our church, you can't watch TV. Well, we've been through that, haven't we? can't go to movies. You can't play pool. You can't go to the public swimming pool. You can't cut your hair. You can't wear red. Been through all of that. It's law. It's, it's religion. It's bondage. The only way that you can maintain and be, be in step with God is a love relationship. Love conquers all. Love is the thing that bonds us together. I follow Jesus because I love him. Now, I have to admit, many of us got saved because we were afraid of hell. We, had, we didn't know the love of God so much. We just knew the fear of going to hell because they preached it hard. And they, they, gave us, they gave us a lot of, you know, visual examples, at least word examples where we were going we're going to burn forever so we want jesus i found out that you don't stay unless you're in love you don't stay unless you're in love now say i met my beautiful teenage girl like i told you a few days ago and i fell in love with her but just say she had a big gun put it, you know, in my back and said, you're going to date me and you're going to marry me. Here's the gun to prove it. Well, you can see the end result after a while is going to be somewhere on our journey. I'm going to get that gun away and I'm going to run or I'm going to get out of, out of there. You don't stay unless you're in love. So it is with Christ. They can stick the gun in your back, tell you that God's out to get you and he's going to break your leg and if you don't, you know, if you don't do this, that, he's going to send cancer and on and on. And well, that, if you believe that, you'll probably step in, get in step and pay the dues and show up to the club. After a while, you realize, hey, there's something going on here I don't like. I feel like I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm in bondage. That's religion. Religion will make a rule and they'll, they'll beat you with it until you get wore out. I was raised in church with dozens of pastors, kids, every pastor that we knew had kids, most of them. And we grew old, we grew up together from small children to teenagers. Vast majority of my friends walked away <clears throat> and some sad and sorrow, sorrowful stories along the way. Why? Because somehow they were 
you know, they, they, they didn't have that love connection. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Now, how do you do that? Because he first loved us. Amen. Well, okay. We're just thinking today about some things. And Philippians 4 gives us a good, a good direction to go. Let's look at it just quickly before we go. True, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, praise. What a track record. Now that'll give you some homework. And it, it's really a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Just learning to walk as Jesus walks. Paul goes on to say, hey, look at me. I'm a pretty good example. If you're just starting out, follow me. Now, that doesn't mean we follow one of some you know, superstar or some strong pastor leader and become you know clones no we we pattern ourselves after jesus but there's character traits and personality traits that i can follow i was raised by a mother and father that had great personality traits great hygiene family uh, you know habits that were healthy i followed them and passed them on to my children now that's good but god's talking here in philippians 4:8 about shaping our character and our soul and our spiritual activity. Okay, well, just wanted to think about some things today. Thanks for stopping by on this wonderful Thursday. I will see you tomorrow morning, same time. Don't forget, subscribe if you haven't. <laughs> oh, I just love to have you subscribe when you have not, so do it. And if God nudges you to send us a gift, you're certainly welcome and blessed to do it. Right down the show notes, we'll put it to work. It'll be a blessing to us, and we thank you for it. Now, until tomorrow, be blessed in all you do, and put your mind on the things of God, and let him fill that mind, fill your thinking with his purposes and his desires for you. And you will find that the days will unfold for you with great glory. Until tomorrow, God bless.